Welcome to Word Mission Church International Podcast. Now the Word with Paul Mensa Wood. Mighty name. Somebody say amen. amen. Take your seats please and welcome into God's presence. And join me in welcoming our online audience as well as our television audience. And if you are ever in the Colorado Springs area, within driving distance, this is the place to be Sunday morning. Amen. God is at work. Lives are being changed. And your life will be changed. Amen. And happy Father's Day to all the fathers as well. This week, actually, we have a new, brand new father. (laughs) Happy Father's Day to you. Father's Day, Father's Day, Father. (laughs) Why, God, we thank God for the blessing. God is good. Amen. And the miracle that you desire, God will give you that miracle in the name of the Lord Jesus. It's actually a testimony. And in the fullness of time, we'll hear that testimony. Amen. Thank God. All right. So mark these dates, please. Um, July 10th to 16th. Uh, July 10th to 16th will be fasting as a church into the next half of the year and also into um, the Uganda and Malawi mission trip, the Healing Crusade and the Pastors Conferences. Those, they are very excited. They've actually started organizing themselves and praying as well. So we'll catch up with them. Uh, you can start praying from now, but as a church, July 10th to 16th, fast and pray into the next half of the year and also into this upcoming uh, mission trip. It's going to be awesome. Amen. And we thank God for what he's about to do. There will be miracles. Lives will be changed. People will be saved. Leaders will be empowered for what God has. So we are very excited. Thank God for what he's doing locally and thank God for what he's doing across the nations as well through us and we are all a part of it in jesus mighty name amen thank you lord jesus all right um and also us us today's father's day at the end of the service we'll pray for household salvation um and i trust that whole households will come to the lord your siblings your parents children grandchildren will lift them up before the lord at the end of the message. Amen. So start write and write down names throughout the sermon of who uh, you want to pray for at the end of the service. They will come to the Lord, they will be with you in church, or they will be in church wherever they are, and we'll see whole household come to, to the Lord in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. All right. So in this season, we've been studying about Christ's message to the seven churches in Revelations. And what an awesome study it is. It's such a blessing. Um, some people don't like the book of Revelations, but um, in the book of in Revelation chapter 1, he says that blessed is the person that reads him. And when it's all said and done, um, we win. The church wins. And so it's good for us to study it and um, can be very difficult, but it can also be very simple, simple, simple. And that's what I'm trying to accomplish. God wants us to, us to see in this season um, so that we can derive maximum benefit from it. So the background is John um, 
didn't want to yield to or bow down or yield to the Emperor Domitian. So he was banished to an island, very empty place. And while he was there, he and his servant found a cave and settled in there. And in the midst of all of that, Jesus visited him and gave him a revelation. And that's a message of encouragement to all of us. No matter what you are going through, Jesus can still manifest himself to you. Amen. So we started with the church of Ephesus. Then if you look at the, this, this was actually a mail route. Ephesus was the church that was founded. If you can read the account in Acts chapter 19, supernatural signs and wonders and miracles. And so from Ephesus, all these other churches came along. So we talked about Ephesus, which was a strategic city. We talked about Semena, and then we talked about Pergamum, Tyatara, and now we start going south. We are in Sardis. So let's turn our Bibles to Revelations chapter 3. Thank you, Lord Jesus, and see what God has for us as he ministers to the church in Sardis. Revelation chapter 3. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He says, And to the angel of the church in Sardis, write, These things says he who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your works, that you have a name, that you are alive, but you are dead. Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die, for I have not found your works perfect before God. Remember therefore how you have received and heard, hold fast and repent. Therefore, if you will not watch, I will come upon you as a thief, and you will not know what hour I will come upon you. You have a few names, even in Sardis, who have not defiled their garments, and they shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. He who overcomes shall be clothed in white garments, and I will not blot out his name from the book of life, but I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who has an ear, that means that these messages are for all generations. If you have an ear, hear what the Spirit of God is saying to the churches. Now, let's give you, like all the others, a background about Sardis. Now, Sardis was located about 40 miles off of south of southeast of Tyatara, and it was a town that was very rich in gold. And the king there was the King Croesus, and he was the richest king at the time. And it sat on a hill, and please put those pictures. It sat on a hill. And they were, they were very secure in who they were and as a city. And they had never been, I mean, been attacked and falling to anyone. But with time, the city began to move geologically and began to develop cracks. And they weren't aware of this. And because also of the wealth in the city, King Cyrus decided to attack it. And also, they got gold from that river Pactelus, and that river Pactelus also led to another king. I'm sure you've heard of this king, King Midas, the Midas touch. He was actually a king that lived at the time. Now, so King Cyrus decided to attack this town because of the wealth in the city. 
And this was actually prophesied in Isaiah chapter 45, verse 2 to 3, uh, where he talks about the fact that he's going to give him. Let's read that. Isaiah 45. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Isaiah 45, verse 2 to 3 says, I will go before you and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gate of bronze and cut the bars of iron. I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places. That you may know that I, the Lord, who call you by your name, am the God of Israel. So here he's actually talking about Sardis. So King Cyrus decides to attack Sardis. And they built, they, they built a siege against the city. And for two weeks, this will all apply as we get into the lesson. But I'm giving the background here. For two weeks, they were outside, they were and monitoring and think, contemplating and thinking about how they are going to take this city. And one day, one of King Christ's soldiers was at the top of the tower. And King Christ, had, because he was so wealthy, decided that, um, and again, like all the other cities, they were, they were given to pagan and idol worship. He decided to use as well to build the great temple of Adamus in Ephesus. And that was one of the seven wonders of the world at the time. But they had become very secure. And they had been negligent of the cracks in their foundation. So one, of the, one, one, one day, one of the soldiers of um, King Chrysler, he was at the top of the temple. And he was observing those um, enemy grounds. And his heart... Or his, or, his, or his soldiers, um, yeah, let's call it a hat, or his covering, or whatever he's covering his head, fell down. And when he fell down, when, the, when, when his helmet fell down, because the helmet was so precious in those days, he decided to go and get it. But he used a crack in the foundation of the castle or the tower to get to it. And the enemy was observing, and as they were observing, they said, this is how we are going to get Sardis. So one day, while the people were asleep in the tower, the enemy soldiers slipped through the cracks. That's where we get that term from. Slipped through the crack, and while they were sleeping, before, by the time they woke up the next morning, they had been taken over. And so with that background, now let's get to what Jesus has to say to these to this people. Let's go back there. So he says, and to the angel of the church in Sardis, right, that word angel refers to angelus, a messenger. And really here it refers to the pastor of the church. Right, this, what is he saying to them? He says, this he says, he who was the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. The seven spirits of God, we see that in Isaiah chapter 11. And that talks about Jesus Christ. He has the fullness of the spirit. So he says to them, and he has the seven stars. The seven stars, we, saw, we see that in Revelation chapter 1. He's actually talking about, he calls these pastors stars. He holds them in his hands. And then he goes on to say, that, I know your works. He says that to all the churches, all these seven churches. I know your works. 
And Sardis was a very dark place, but in the midst of all of this, the church was born in that place. And what this says to us is no matter the darkness that you are in, no matter the darkness overwhelming your life, your family, any area of your life, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, the light of God can penetrate through in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. The light of God can penetrate through in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. So he says, I know your works. And Jesus knows each and every one of us. He had been in the church and he knew each and every one of them that they are works. And he says that you have a name. You have a reputation. That you are alive but you are dead. Then he goes on to say, be watchful and strengthen the things which remain. You see, it's very easy to start the Christian line. He says to them, remember how, therefore how you have received. The gospel came to them in power. They received the word of God joyfully. They received the word of God with all gladness. But over time, similar to the city that they were in, they had gotten negligent. And they are let some things go. So he says that I know that you have a name. That you are alive. You have a reputation. That you are alive. But indeed you are dead. So all of us at some point. We have to examine ourselves. And see where we stand spiritually. It's one thing to start the Christian race. It's another thing to maintain consistency. And it's another thing to finish the race well. And I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus that you will finish your race well. I said you will finish your race well. I said you will finish your race well. I said you will finish your race well. Don't be uh, someone that used to be or have been. Oh, I used to do this, I used to do this, I used to do this. Always have a current experience of your walk with the Lord. And it's good, even especially this time of the year, to examine ourselves and see where we are. First Corinthians chapter 11, verse 28, he says, But let a man examine himself, a man, a person, examine himself. Second Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5, he says, Examine yourself as to whether you are in the faith. Test. It's like how you test a precious metal to determine if it's genuine, if it's the real thing. Examine, test yourself as to whether you are in the faith. Tests. Where do I stand? If Jesus was to, to, to test, to check, he says he knows me. Where do I stand spiritually? Do I have a reputation of used to be and now I'm not? Or do I have a living relationship with the Lord? I pray in the name of Jesus in this season that your walk with the Lord will be closer than ever before. May your walk with the Lord be closer than ever before. May your walk with the Lord be closer than ever before. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's go a step further. So he says, be watchful, verse 2. That means stand on your ground. That word there, Gregorius, if your name is Gregory or Greg, that's where you get your name for. Be alert. It means a lot to these people because they know exactly what he's talking about. While they were negligent, while they were not watchful, 
the enemy came and took them over. So he says, be watchful. Especially in these days and times, you need to be as watchful more than ever before in your walk with the Lord so things don't slip. And he says, and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. Get a hold of them. Strengthen those things. Don't let them slip. Don't let them die. Strengthen. Whatever is left. Pick up the pieces. Because the negligence spiritually affects you as well. And sometimes it not only affects you, it affects other areas of your life. It can affect your health. It can affect your finances. It can affect your, your marriage, your relationships. It can affect your children, your grandchildren. It can affect even your attitude at work. Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die, for I have not found your works perfect before God. Then he goes on to say, remember therefore how you have received. That word remember there is like, it's, it's a, like a memorial. And again, it meant something to these people. He says, he says that you have a reputation that you are alive, but you are dead. You are, you are like a cadaver. It's somebody who is dead completely. But remember, remembrance. Go back to those foundations because if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? The Bible says, Psalm chapter 11, verse 3. If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? You cannot do anything. So go back to those foundations. Go back to those memorials. Remember how you used to sit in God's presence. Remember how you used to be in the house of God. Remember how you faithfully used to serve. Remember how you faithfully used to give. And strengthen the things that remain that are ready to die. It's easy to let things slip. While these people were sleeping, negligent, spiritual, from a physical standpoint... A crack was developing in their foundation. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus. You see, Jesus Christ is coming soon. And it's getting darker and darker in the world. So this is not the time to play with your walk spiritually. In fact, this is the time to draw closer to the Lord than ever before. And walk with the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So, he says, let's, let's keep going here. He says, remember, remember how you have received and had. And then hold fast, hold fast and repent. We talked about repentance. That repentance reflects in, a, in an outward change of attitude. Remember how you received. Remember how the word of God came to you. Remember how you received the word of God. And that should also help us 
in our work with the Lord and in our reaching out to others. Because some way, somehow, someone was faithful to pray. Someone was faithful to share the word of God with you. Someone was faithful in the church. Someone was faithful, and that's how some way, somehow, the word of God got to you. So now he says that you also remember how you have received and then decide that through you also, through your faithfulness, somebody will also get the word of God. Amen. I said through you, somebody will also get the word of God. Amen. And hold fast, hold tightly. Don't let loose of your grip and repent. Similar to the Ephesians, he told them to go back to their first law, repent, change of mind. If you ever say to your, say to your kid, uh, your children, change your attitude, it's, it's, it's a form of this. You see, remorse, we talk about this, is different from repentance. Judas was remorseful and he hung himself, he didn't change. But repentance always ref reflects in a change of attitude. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He says, therefore, if you will not watch, let's go a step further. I will come upon you as a thief. <laughs> it meant something to these people. You see, Jesus is not the thief. But he says, I will come upon you as a thief. When you are not at least expecting it. And like, like, like Jezebel and in Tartara, he says, I give us space to repent. You see, God gives us all of us time to change so we can get on the right track. But he says that here, if they don't, then he has to do something different. I will come upon you as a thief, and you will not know what hour I will come upon you. You ask the people inside, they knew exactly what he was talking about. Because the enemy has slipped through when they were not aware. And come through. So here he's going to an element of surprise. Come as a thief, and you don't know what hour I'll come upon you. Then verse 4 he says that you have a few names. Oh, thank God in a church, thank God in a generation. There are always a few. There are always some people. There is always a remnant in every generation. He says, You have a few names, even in Sardis, who have not defiled their garments. In every generation, there is a remnant. There is a people who decide to stand for God. And I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus, when God looks through the earth and is looking for somebody who is standing for him, may he find you. May he find you. May he find you. No matter the direction that the world goes, thank God when Jesus Christ comes, when Jesus Christ looks in the earth, he will find you and I. Oh, and who is on the Lord's side? Shout it out on the Lord's side. Shout it out on the Lord's side. A few. There is always a remnant. Who have not defiled their garments, and they shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. Hallelujah. White for those people was used, and it represented um, victory when a king returned from battle. It also represented purity. Represent purity. 
And Jesus is saying that to those who have not defiled their garments, he's going to give them, clothe them, is a walk with him in white. It also represents festivity. Sometimes nobody here is in perfect white this morning. Because why? Because white gets dead dirty easily. <laughs> but like for instance, weddings, white, festive events. So Jesus is saying that those few who have stood for him. Those few who have not defiled their garments, they shall walk with me in wine, for they are worthy. May God find you worthy. May God find you worthy. May God find you worthy. A few inside who have not defiled their garments. He who overcomes shall be clothed, verse 5, in white garments, and I will not blot out his name from the book of life. Overcomes. We're talking about that. That means you don't overcome one time, but you continually overcome. You are continually in the process of overcoming. No matter what comes up, Lord, I am on your side. No matter what comes up, I go from strength to strength. No matter what comes up, you go from victory to victory. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, maybe you are going through a difficult time. Maybe you are going through a time of a test and a trial. But in the name of the Lord Jesus, you will overcome. You will overcome. You will overcome. But to do that, you have to be watchful. You see, for instance, we'll, we'll get back to that word watchful. Let's, let's go through this and then we'll, 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 we'll take a step back. Then he says, I will not blot out his name from the book of life. Now, again, this is, this is very interesting. The book of life. Now, in all these cities, they had uh, like a registry or, or, or the, the name of peop, names of people who were alive. And then when you died, they took your name out of the book of the living and they transferred it to somewhere else. Now, the book of life, the book of life. You see, God planned a family. God designed a family. <laughs> and anybody that comes into the world and accepts the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, Your name is in the book of At one point, everybody's name was in there. Then anybody that rejects the lordship of the Lord Jesus Christ, your name is blotted out. Oh, so if you have not made a decision, that, that's if you don't accept Jesus Christ before you die. That's why we keep preaching the gospel. The good news. Jesus is alive. Jesus saved, Jesus healed, Jesus delivers. Accept Jesus Christ now. A window of time is coming where you may not have that opportunity. 
Do it and do it now. Somebody said, why should I accept Jesus? One time somebody asked that question. <laughs> what am I being saved from? What am I being redeemed from? Jesus paid the price for your sins. Jesus went to hell in your place. He hung on the cross. He bore the curse for you. And when you receive him into your life, you receive the very life of God. And not only that, you make a decision to serve him all the days of your life. But be watchful. It's easy to neglect things. Now, let's go back to this word watchful again. First Peter chapter 5. First Peter chapter 5. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Verse 7 says, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. This is Father's Day. We, we, God cares for you. God cares and watches over you affectionately. You may think that God has forgotten about you. Uh, the test, the trial, the difficulty that you go through, uh, no one knows about it. And you are going through on your own. But I can assure you by the word of the living God that God cares about you. I like how he puts this in the Amplified Version in 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He says, the, he amplifies it. The Amplified amplifies it. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. He says that, Casting the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all on him, for he cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. You don't have an absentee father. <laughs> He's with you all the time. So cast the care of your care upon him. All your anxieties, all your worries, all your concern. What is the concern? What is the anxiety? What is the worry? Thank God you have a heavenly father. Cast it upon him once and for all. What is keeping you at night? Cast it on the Lord. Finances, children, work, marriage, relationship, whatever it is, cast it all upon him. Let's say you leave, you leave town and you give your pet, a dog, to a caretaker. The caretaker has the dog. You don't have it. <laughs> so when God says, cast it upon him, you cast it once and for all. God has it. If God has it, I, you don't have it. If you have it, he doesn't have it. But he wants to take care of it, but he wants you to cast it on him. So he can take care of it. But if you keep taking it away from his hands, then he can't take care of it. So he says, cast it once and for all. <laughs> sort of like that woman during World War II in London. That they, they were bombing the whole place. And then they, then, then they, they asked her, why didn't you come to the bomb shelter while the bombs were going off? And she said, um, I just decided that the Bible says that he neither sleeps nor slumbers. She takes care of me. And I decided that one of us is going to have to sleep. 
It's not going to be him. It has to be me. So I just said, thank you, Lord, and I just went to sleep. <laughs> she cast her cast. That was her cast. She cast it on the Lord. Cast it on the Lord. But let's go a step further. <laughs> I just threw, threw that in there for good measure. Amen. God cares about you. Now, verse 8, 1 Peter 5, 8 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. That word adversary is like a prosecutor. Somebody who is looking to bring charges against you. Looking for an opening that he can enter in and come in. He, he works, he's not the, the Bible calls Jesus the lion of the tribe of Judah. He is not, he is not a lion. He walks around like a lion. But he looks for an opening, like uh, King Cyrus and his army. He looks for an opening to come in. Your adversary looking for somebody to devour. So what are you going to do? Hide your head in the sand and hopefully, like an ostrich, and hope, hopes that he goes away? No, 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 no. Don't give him any place in you. He sees that. Resist him. Steadfast in the faith. Knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Resist him. Steadfast in the faith. Knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Resist him. Don't give him any place. Resist him. Knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Don't give him any place. That he can stand on and say that you did this, did this, did this best for I'm gaining entrance. You've been negligent and I've neglected certain things. Therefore, I'm coming in. You can shut him out of your life and your family in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. These people are grown smug and cocky, negligent. We are very secure. No one can take us over. So very quickly, let's look at some things you can do to keep the enemy out. What can you do to keep the enemy out of your life? One, every day, spend time with God in the morning or set aside some time in the day where you spend time with God. Every day. Psalm chapter 5, verse 3, the psalmist of old said, thank you, Lord Jesus, he said, my voice you shall hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning I will direct it to you and I will look up. You are going to hear my voice before you see that email. Before you see that text message. That gets you running helter and skelter. <laughs> in the morning, O God, you will hear my voice. In the morning, oh God, I will look up. Every day, spend time with God in the morning. Two, every day, spend time feeding your spirit. You are a spirit being. Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. 
Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, he says that, But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Man shall not live by bread alone. He is using bread, a natural thing, to talk about a spiritual thing. Bread feeds your body. Natural bread feeds your body. But the word of God feeds your spirit. So imagine you eat three hot meals a day and you go a whole week and don't feed yourself with anything. Spiritually, you, know, you look more nourished. The word of God feeds our spirit. So every day, spend time feeding your spirit on the word of God. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Father. Three, every day spend some amount of time in quietness. Spend some amount of time in quietness. We live in a very busy world with all these devices, everything else that you have to take care of. But set aside some time in quietness. Isaiah chapter 30 Isaiah 30, verse 15. This is, me, this, this is you being watchful, you not being negligent, being in a position where things don't slip through the cracks. Isaiah chapter 30, verse 15, he said that, For thus says the Lord, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest you shall be saved. In quietness and confidence shall be your strength, but you will not. In quietness and confidence shall be your strength. Quietness. Just get still before the Lord. Like the Bible says in Psalm 46 verse 10. Thank you Lord Jesus. Psalm 46 verse 10. He says that be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Be still. In quietness and confidence shall be your strength. Get quiet before the Lord. Lord, as I read your word, as I've heard the word of God, what are you saying to me? What, what should I do about this situation? And you'll be amazed when you get still before the Lord. You will receive answers. You receive direction from the Lord. Be still and know that I am God. Stillness. Cover some time every day in quietness. Waiting on the Lord. For every day, spend some amount of time with those who strengthen you. Spend time with those who strengthen you. And especially also the church. That's why the church of the Lord Jesus Christ is here. He says that in Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25, Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exalting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Spending time with those who strengthen you. See, when we come together, he says, don't let, let us neglect assembling, coming together in the worship of God. Because when we come together to worship God, we receive strength. The Bible says in Psalm 84 verse 7, they go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. Zion is a type of the church in prophecy. If we see that in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22 and downwards, then when we come to Mount Zion, when we gather together, 
So the reverse is true. When if, if you neglect the gathering of fellowshipping with the people of God. Here he says you go from strength to strength. Psalm 84 verse 7. Then by the same token, the more you stay away, the more weaker you become. <laughs> you can't get away from it. <laughs> they go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God. One time somebody told me that when I come into God's presence more often, I'm okay. The further I get away from and neglect coming, then I'm not okay. It's biblical. <laughs> they go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. If you neglect that, sooner or later you have a crack somewhere. Let's ne not neglect that like the Bible says in Jesus' name. Psalm 119, the next one, every day, five, spend time throughout your day to acknowledge God. Spend time acknowledging God, giving him the praise. You see, it's called walking with God. Psalm 119, verse 164, notice what the Bible says. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Every verse in this psalm talks about the word of God. Psalm 119, verse 164, it says, seven times a day I praise you because of your righteous judgments. Seven times a day. That means when I wake up, I praise him. When, I'm when you are driving, you praise him. When you get off the car, you praise him. When you walk into the office you, or work, you praise him. When doing your lunch time or your break, you praise him. When you leave, you praise him. When you get home, you praise him. When you are going out... In, your life in the evening, you praise him. Before you sleep, you praise him. It's easy to get to seven times, doesn't it? <laughs> Isn't it? Seven times a day, I praise him. It work wonders. Your attitude is different because you are always acknowledging God and you are always praising him. No matter what the situation and the circumstances. It, it strengthens you. Keeps your foundation secure. And then six... Every day, say no to things you are not supposed to do. This one requires a lot of strength. I know I'm not supposed to do this. Say no to things that you are not supposed to do. Notice this, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 22. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 22. He says, abstain. From every form of evil. Stay away from it. Abstain from every evil habits. Things, addictions, whatever it is. Things you are not supposed to do. The more you continue doing what you are not supposed to do, you are developing a seared conscience. The more you keep doing what you are not supposed to do, that you are creating a crack in your foundation. Whatever it is. He's writing to Christians here. He says, abstain from every form of evil. How, this is how to keep the enemy out of your life. Because he's looking for that point of persecution. To prosecute you. And then, seven, every day pray for a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. Lord, fill me afresh. Ephesians chapter 5 
Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Lord is in all godliness, righteousness, and truth. Oh, I'm reading from verse 8. Ephesians 5, verse 18. He says that, And do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Be filled. That is, that is a, a term indicating that you continually have to be filled with the Holy Spirit. In the, in the ledger of Greek, that's what it means. There's one initial infilling, but we need to be refilled with the Holy Spirit all the time. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, what happens? Speaking. Speaking. To one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Submitting to one another in the fear of God. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you always have a song. <laughs> you always have a song. The Holy Spirit will give you a song. Recently, a, a song came into my spirit and I've been singing it a lot since then. You have a song. You are always thankful. He says, giving thanks always for all things. Not grumbling and complaining and memoring. memoring. Thank you, Lord. I'm alive today. Thank you, Lord. This is a day that you have made. I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. Be filled with the Spirit speaking. God will give you a psalm. He will give you a hymn, a sp some spiritual song. Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Don't neglect these things. So every day pray for a fresh infilling of the Spirit, of the Holy Spirit. These seven things, there are others, but these seven things will help you to keep the enemy out of your life. I'll go over them again. Every day spend time with God in the morning. Every day spend time feeding your spirit. Every day spend amount of, some amount of time in quietness. And every day spend some amount of time with those who strengthen you. Every day take time throughout your day to acknowledge God. And say no to things you are not supposed to do. And then pray for a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. Every day. Thank you Lord Jesus. The enemy will not gain access into your life again. The enemy will not gain access into your life again. The enemy will not gain access into your life again. The enemy will not gain access into your life again. You will overcome. Like those few insiders, God will count you as part of that army, as that part of that company. You stood. And he says that finally, he says that I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. Oh, that's what counts. What does God say about me? What does God think about me? And on the last day, you'll be counted as part of the overcomers. 
you'll be counted as part of the overcomers. You'll be counted as part of the overcomers. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. But just like these people, don't get small, cocky, and especially in this season, neglect spiritual life. He seeks to gain access. But in the name of Jesus, he will not gain access. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Thank you, Father. We trust this podcast was a blessing. Subscribe for more messages like these. If you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, we would love to hear from you. Email us at info at wordmissionchurchinternational.org. We will love to equip you in daily walk, so sign up for devotionals and encouragement at www.wordmissionchurchinternational.org. You may reach us at 719-235-5535.